Welcome to That's Derm Good. I'm Janelle Ball, and I'm excited to bring you thought-provoking conversations about biologics, specialty medications, treatments, and so much more. I'll be chatting with some amazing guests about access, affordability, and advocacy. You're really going to enjoy this show. Well, thank you for joining me. Welcome to That's Derm Good, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited. I'm really excited to just hear about your story and uh, your journey and how you started business. Yeah, I never expected to be an entrepreneur or ever really share my eczema story publicly. So it's definitely a bit different, but it's happening. (laughs) I was diagnosed when I was only a few months old with eczema. My granddad has a severe egg allergy. And then one of my grandmothers had sensitive skin, but didn't have eczema. And So I got an egg allergy and eczema from that and I have three brothers and the one next youngest to me also had the same thing happen. And so both of us grew up with eczema pretty severe and this was late eighties, early nineties. There wasn't a lot of treatments or even a lot of understanding or awareness. My brother had um, anaphylaxis allergies as well to peanuts and shellfish and he'd get kicked out of primary school and all kinds of things. Cause at the time they didn't know how to deal with his mm-hmm. food allergies. And, and both of us were fortunate to grow out of our egg allergy, but we never grew out of our eczema. Like a lot of, we were told so many times over the years when we were younger, Oh, you'll grow out of it. You'll grow out of it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for us, that just never happened. So it's something I've been dealing with well into my mid thirties. And yeah, I, Never thought I'd, like I said, start my own business. I was doing hospitality and tourism all over the world. I lived in Australia, got my MBA, and then moved back to the States and lost my job during the pandemic in March 2020 and was just at a loss. I was really floundering. You know, most of my industry was gone overnight and I didn't know what to do. I was very, very anxious at the time and trying to just, yeah, just figure out what to do. I kind of this like perfect storm of things happened to where I ended up with this idea for the eczema sample store. I was searching for a way to deal with my anxiety. And so I started a blog called the eczema element where I really felt the need to, to share my story as almost like more of a way for me to channel my anxiety that I really started noticing had come from my trauma and from my stress of living with it as a child and felt the need to journal and to blog about it and to kind of get it out for me, not like, and I thought, okay, well, if it helps one other person, that'll be great. And so I started the eczema element, which was the idea that eczema is only one element of who you are. And that really resonated because so much of the time, eczema can seem so all-consuming, can seem like it's all of who you are. But it, for me, I just had to remind myself, even when it's flaring, even when it's like all over my body, there's so much more to me as a person than what people can see. And so that was a really big part of it. So I started that and started connecting with people in the eczema community and At the same time, this was summer 2020, I was looking for a sunscreen for my skin. Sunscreen's one of the hardest products for for my skin. I'm always flaring with it. And I had reached out to a brand and I, they had samples of other products and I had liked some of their other products. And I'm like, 
and I actually messaged them, which I wouldn't normally do at the time. Mm -hmm. And I said, do you have, you have this new sunscreen on the market? I'd love to try it. Do you have samples? And they wrote back really nice. And they're like, well, we don't have samples, but we'll give you a refund if you don't like the product. And that actually, yes, that's great customer service. I get it. That's what a lot of like uh, most brands are doing now. And it didn't sit well with me at all Mm because I'm going, this is what I've had to deal with my whole life, not getting a refund necessarily, but getting a full size product, trying it a couple of times and nine times out of 10 for me, I'm throwing Mm -hmm. it in the bin. Like it's just not going to work. Um, and usually having to waste a lot of money and time at the same time. And so I started looking around for other sunscreens and sunscreen samples because I knew from years and years of getting samples at a dermatologist, like that's an easy way to figure out what works for you. And everywhere I turned, you had to be a medical professional. All these companies would have pages where if you're a medical professional, you could sign up to get up samples for your office. Hmm. And this was, you know, in the heart of the pandemic, I'm not scheduling an appointment to go to see my derm just to get samples. And even in person, so, you know, very few people are going in person at the time. And why is there this barrier for mm-hmm. us to get samples if they're so cost-effective for our care and so important for us to figure out what products our skin loves. And I also was seeing there were at the time quite a few uh, beauty sample boxes out there, the birch boxes mm-hmm. and the Ipsies and, and all these things. And I'm looking at these going, I can't use any of their products. This is Mm. such a cool idea, but they're all full of fragrance. They're all full of preservatives. I'd end up throwing most of them away. Why isn't there something like this, but for people with eczema and sensitive skin? Yeah. And so so true. I've never, there really isn't. No. Yeah. And there's this, like, there's millions and millions of dollars poured into dermatology samples, but yet they're sitting behind a closet in a dermatologist's office. And so I started rethinking through my dermatology sample experience and going, okay, well, for me, I'm on sort of a maintenance program with my eczema. I really only go see my dermatologist once a year. And even then it's expensive. You know, I'm paying anywhere between 60 to $90 in copays a year. And some people don't go to see a dermatologist when they get diagnosed with eczema, you know, it might be a GP, might be a nurse practitioner. So they don't get access to those samples. I know a number of derms in hospital groups where they aren't allowed to offer samples because they're, that's just not part of the policy. Then there's also like the fact that, so it's hard to get access, you know, you're not getting them on a regular basis. You might only get five to 10 samples as part, you know, when you go. And for me, at least with my dermatologist, the samples that I got were the same ones, the same two or three different brands year after year after year, because that's what the dermatologist recommended. I mean, they were great brands. They're the, you know, the ones you see in Target, the ones that are really well known for eczema care, but it's like, I wanted to try something new. And there's so many new and great brands on the market. Why do I always have to sample the exact same ones year after year after year? Mm -hmm. And I also thought about it too, that what products you get when you're getting samples from a dermatologist. For me, it was moisturizers, maybe Mm -hmm. a facial cleanser and maybe a sunscreen. Mm -hmm. And that didn't 
represent everything I needed to sample for my eczema right. care. Some of my worst flares have come from laundry detergent, from shampoo, from hand soap, body wash, you name it. Why can't we sample those products too? Mm -hmm. So I sort of channeled all of that into the eczema sample store. And I felt like, like I said, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur, even though I love Shark Tank and ha have an MBA and all this stuff. And, but I just had this idea that I couldn't let go of. And I kind of thought my seven-year-old self would just like, I have to do it for her. I have right. to do it for all the people out there who are struggling with their eczema and yeah, bring it to the world to hopefully help someone find what their skin loves. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I, there's so many parts that I really want to just dig into, but I want to <laughs> back up a little bit and just, and ask you about your childhood. So I follow the National Eczema Association on LinkedIn and they've had some really great posts, but there was one that really just caught my attention. They had an interview with like, I want to say four kids and mm -hmm. they were, I don't know, probably ages seven to 10 or 11 or something. And, you know, they were talking about describing how they feel with eczema and, you know, it just, it broke my heart. Number one, because I've got a nine-year-old daughter and that's such a young age when you're in school. And like you said, your brother was kicked out of, of school. I can't even imagine, you know, how that must've felt, you know, even for your parents dealing with that and not knowing what works, what to do about it. And I really wanted to kind of understand like how you felt and your experience and how it affected your relationships and, and all of that. I am still to this day unpacking a lot of trauma mm -hmm. and for me, the mental health issues that it has come about in the last, um, into my thirties. And yeah, as a little one, it was not understanding why does my skin look like this? Why am I itching all the time? Why mm -hmm. is this when I see all, all of my friends not having this problem? Why do I look different? For me, it was, there's bits and pieces I remember. And I think there's bits and pieces that I've probably shut down. And, you know, I remember a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of bleeding on my sheets. And I do remember things like I hate when I was really little, I hated going to birthday parties and not eczema related, but actually because of my egg allergy because I couldn't eat the cake. And eventually my mom caught on, I think, and started making me cupcakes, which was just amazing at the time. I think at that time, there was just a lot less awareness with food allergies in general and with, with eczema. So now, thank goodness there is. I do remember, and my mom and I talk about this a little bit, is that my first grade was, for whatever reason, I don't know if I didn't necessarily, I liked my teacher, but she was pretty strict for the whole class. And it was a very stressful year for me. And my eczema was just awful. And I specifically remember where I get eczema really bad on the back of my heels, where it'll crack and it makes it really hard to walk. Mm -hmm. And I remember several days where I would go into class and I would basically be walking like a ballerina on my tippy toes. 
because I could not put my heels down and I was in, or else I'd be in just so much pain. And my teacher just did not understand that and felt like I, every time I did that, I have to go see a doctor, even though I had been seeing doctors like this, this was a regular occurrence. And so she would send me home a lot. It, I mean, it looks painful, right? It, and I was definitely in pain. So it was a lot of like me not knowing what was happening. And so how can I articulate it to the kids who are curious and to the, you know, the parents are giving me strange looks and the teachers are giving me strange looks. And I think now, thank goodness, there's a bit more education and understanding and awareness, hopefully that it's easier to understand. But yeah, as a little one, I think it's hard to understand what's going on in your own body and to be able to say, explain it to these kids because kids ask so many questions. And I think that's almost even harder. I did struggle. I think understanding that they were curious. I was fortunate that I didn't have a lot of bullying when I was little. I was actually had a bit of a bullying situation when I was in my twenties which was weird, but I know of a number of kids who really struggle with bullying when they're little. That's an amazing story. And it's good now. I wish it would have been better then. And there would have been some more education and awareness around it. But, you know, and that's the thing. It's so difficult for other people to understand what you're actually going through and how that really has an effect on you mentally. You know, Mm -hmm. when you talk about that trauma, I mean, I can't imagine how it's still, you know, I'm sure it's still hard for you to talk about. Do you think? I think for so long and actually until I sat down and started the eczema element, I was, I just, I didn't want to talk about it. I just sort of wanted to like, okay, let me just put my cream on, deal Mm -hmm. with it and not really truly deal with it, right? Truly deal with my physical symptoms or my mental symptoms. And so it wasn't until I really kind of had that breakdown during the pandemic of I've got it, I've got to get my mental health sorted. And the idea that the beginning of my anxiety was really stemming back and the root was my eczema when I was little. Mm -hmm. And so how do I start to unpack that so that I can have deal with my mental health now? So it's something I'm still you know, unpacking, but it's helping. And I do see now looking at little ones suffering now and things like that, that uh, yes, it is bad, but I do feel like there is a bit of hope now, I guess there's more Mm -hmm. options. It feels like there's a lot more skincare products on the market than there was when I was little. And yeah, I feel, I do feel like we're turning the tide in terms of awareness. So, yeah. And, you know, I think the other thing too, is educating the parents, I think parents that have children with eczema, they had to have a better understanding and they have to be able to, you know, to learn about the disease. They have to learn about how it affects their child because it affects the parents as well. Just sleepless nights because you're trying to deal with, you know, a toddler that has eczema, that's frustrated, that's doesn't know how to explain how they feel or what's happening you know, that that's so hard, but you know, there are a lot more drugs and, uh, you know, again, I was just looking today, I was scrolling through my LinkedIn page and I saw that there is close to a hundred new therapies in the pipeline for eczema. And that's amazing. That's nice to know that there is so much work that can still be done. And, you know, but I love that there's 
the education and awareness. I'm sure you've gotten tons of email and messages, just being aware, just being able to tell your story. Like have people, a lot of people reached out to you? Um, yes and no. I feel like I'm probably more connected to those who were sort of all telling our stories, mm-hmm. if you will, and all connecting like that. So yeah. I think that's been a, such a beautiful thing. Gosh, I wish I had I know there's so much things about social media and the dangers of it when you're a teenager and all of that. But gosh, if I had the opportunity to connect with eczema warriors around the world when I was a teenager, I mean, I had my brother who had it, but yet, (laughs) I don't know, we, I think we just sort of felt alone, like no one else in our area or that we knew of had it at least to the extent that we did. My brother did go to summer camp one year with it. But being able to connect with so many people, I mean, I have friends in the UK now and friends all over America who have it and we get to really connect and share our stories. And it's such a beautiful thing. And it wouldn't have happened if Mm -hmm. we didn't have social media. So for me, I see there can be a lot of downsides, but for, I think communities like us, eczema community or acne or whatever you're struggling with, it can be a beautiful thing to have a place to connect. Yeah, Absolutely. So, and you've said this a few times, but why do you call yourself a warrior? I feel like it's sort of an out there in the community that Mm -hmm. we are like eczema warriors. Okay. And just, so I kind of took it on myself too. Yeah. I don't know who originated it or started it, but yeah, I mean, we are in a way very much like resilient and strong and there's just so much strength in -hmm. what you have to go through. And there's so much you learn through the journey of what dealing with our struggles. So. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So question about your eczema sample store. So mm-hmm. it's an online base. So how does that work? What is that process? Yeah. So at the moment, it's what I do is I curate seasonal boxes. So every season of the year, because for me, at least a lot of my skincare, it changes season to season. Sometimes for me, my worst season is summer usually, which doesn't help because I live in Florida and summer is like 90% of the year. I feel like you need different items based on the season kind of thing, depending on your eczema. And so I curate about 10 to 15 different items in each box um, for the season. Mm -hmm. And you get to try a wide variety of moisturizers. And usually there's some extras like, gosh, I'm trying to think of what's in this box. There's a bath soak that's like oatmeal and salts. And there's a body wash and a body oil. I've done, I've done things like toothpaste before. Because there's, that was a couple of seasons ago, there's a brand called Clore and it was started by a dentist actually, because she Mm -hmm. noticed that people with sensitive skin and with eczema, if you have allergies to certain preservatives or fragrances, those can also be in your toothpaste and those can be irritating your lips and the area around your mouth. And so she created a special, a special toothpaste for it that I featured in the box, but she also has like lip balms. She has some really good shampoo and conditioner. She sort of expanded her range. So she's got really cool stuff. There's been laundry detergents, shampoos, hand sanitizers, bar soaps, like anything and everything that could impact your skin. And so it's about trying a whole variety of products and brands, especially it's a lot of new brands you probably haven't heard of before Mm -hmm. and introducing them to you to see what your skin loves. Wow. So So how many samples do you get in one box? Yeah. uh, Usually about 10 to 15. It kind of depends on what's in the box. And 
I've been sharing a little bit more about this. Something I've learned since I started it was the definition of a sample size is very different uh, depending <laughs> on the brand. So some brands will say, oh, it's a sachet and you know, the little one-off packets. And so I usually, if it's a sachet, I usually try to include a couple. So you get a little bit of option or you get to try a little bit more product. Mm-hmm. Some it's that sample size, that kind of mini standard. Some it's even a travel size, like that three to four ounce range. And mm-hmm. then I've realized that some brands don't do samples mm-hmm. because especially for the ones that are starting out, it's expensive to manufacture samples and it's really mm. has to be part of your marketing plan and things like that. And, or sometimes there's just certain products that don't offer sample size. So mm. in certain cases, you will see a full size item in the box, depending on what's available. So sometimes you do get that, that extra yeah. little product. Okay. That's really neat. So then would they be for all ages? I mean, like from infant to adults? It depends on the product. Some actually, I have two products in my fall box that are specifically marketed for babies. Mm-hmm. I tend to use baby pro- like baby products sometimes because mm-hmm. then they're usually more gentle, as they say, less fragrances, right. less preservatives. But it just depends. I think you have to... If you have like zero to six months, you'd probably want to read some labels and just do, um, I do have a product guide that provides more information on the ingredients and things like that. But yeah, usually it's, um, I would say six months and up most can use most of the products. It just depends on which ones they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then would you have like a list of all the products that you've ever sampled, like on the website or. Oh gosh, you can probably see some of them back here. Yeah, <laughs> I do see some of them. Um, yeah, so I think I've done, I would say well over 150 different products at this point in the sample wow. boxes. We've been going for two years, two and a half years. Okay. So yeah, just so many different items. And it's it's really cool trying to come up with new brands and different things. And as the brands themselves come out with new products, that's the thing is I used to love, going to the store, seeing Mm -hmm. a new eczema product and going, Oh, that's new. Let me see if it will be like my go-to product. Mm -hmm. And now you don't have to do that. You can do it through me. So you don't have to pay full price for it in store. That makes so much sense. I mean, I feel like I'm probably a sample junkie, um, (laughs) just from working in dermatology and, you know, I do love a good sample (laughs) and I'm one of those that has gotten the Ipsy, the makeup boxes that, you know, all those different boxes, I've tried them all. And I probably should be a little bit more sensitive to what products I'm trying because you do, you just never know how they're going to react to your skin. Even if, you know, if you've got eczema or even if you don't have eczema, but you know, my skin does tend to be more sensitive, but I do love, you know, I, I probably have a ton, a whole drawer actually of just of samples and stuff that I've used. And, you know, my family, because I work in Durham, they know they're like, Oh, Janelle's got something for that. But I do love, I love the idea. And I think that is just so amazing. When I was looking through the website, I was like, Oh my gosh, I need one of these boxes and I need to send one to my (laughs) sister-in-law. So so how, how do you get subscribed and what is, what is the cost of that monthly? 
Yeah. So it is a seasonal. So you get it once a quarter, basically. Like okay. I try to ship them out the first day of the season. So it came, the fall one came out like the 20th of September. So I started shipping mm-hmm. then. The winter one will come out a little early just so you get it before Christmas. And so you can sign up, do you have a few more fall boxes available. So usually there's a couple more throughout the season. If you sign up in the middle of the season, sometimes there's some extras available. So you can sign up for the season. It's usually about 49 a box. Or if you sign up for an annual plan and get all four seasons, you get, I think it's 10% off. So, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. That's awesome. Let's take a quick break to hear from Prescriber Point. If you're like me, you're tired of browsing for drug resources all over the web. With PrescriberPoint, I can find prescribing and coverage information, prior authorization forms, patient assistance programs, and more for over 35,000 drugs. PrescriberPoint is your free AI-powered assistant that makes your life easier and gets your patients on therapy faster. Get started with a free account or request a demo at prescriberpoint.com slash that's darn good. So I feel like there's so many products out there like for you to have to go through and find, like, how do you find all these new products? I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, do you just Google them all or <laughs> you can't, there's no way that they're in all the stores. How do you find yeah. all of these products, yeah. especially the new companies? Mm-hmm. Very few of the brands that I feature would be, you'd find in Target. And that's something I've been privileged to kind of really get to know some of these brands and learn from them and just how hard it is to get into retail. Mm-hmm. And so when I first started, I kind of had this like list of about 50 different brands, I think that I was like, oh, you know, I'd love to feature these. And so it was reaching out on LinkedIn, trying to connect with brand managers. It's uh, sometimes I'll now I have brands reaching out to me, which is great. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's always fun through Instagram. Like one of the really popular ones from the UK, I, they were just starting to ship to the US when I first launched. Okay. And so they're called Balmans. And so they've been in quite a few boxes. So they're now in retailers mm-hmm. here in the US. And so it's been a fun journey with them. There's, and I, I have, I do ship actually to the UK. I have a partnership with a company, a skincare clothing company in the UK where they distribute my boxes there. And so, but those all feature UK brands because I Mm. I don't want to ship them American brands that they couldn't actually purchase over there. Oh, so sense. yeah, so a number of the UK brands are starting to to get to um, sell over here and mm. vice versa. So I've been able to kind of cross share some skincare samples, which is a lot of fun. And having been in Australia, I know a few brands that have kind of come over here and things like that. And it's also one of my favorite ways is recommendations from my subscribers a lot of times they'll share what their favorite products are or what they really want to try. And mm-hmm. so that gives me a good idea of, of where to start. Yeah. That's really neat. I bet that is just really cool to see the difference with some of the just different countries and what their products are like and you know how well they work. But I would be really interested to try some brands from out of the country. <laughs> the, really it's a, it is amazing. There are a lot more on the market now here in the U.S., they're really starting to, to get, to get into the market. Yeah. So you're able to cross promote. That's really Mm -hmm. neat. I think it is so cool though, just to, to be able to get that out there, to allow other people to sample different products 
to try new things that they may not know. So are most of these products specifically for people with eczema or just for sensitive skin? That's a good question. When I started this, I realized I started looking at my products going, okay, how many of these are actually marketed and say they're an eczema cream or Mm -hmm. they're an eczema lotion and stuff. And very few of the products I was using actually were created specifically for eczema. So I found it's kind of a variety. I think about half of my subscribers would say that they just have sensitive skin. They might have had eczema when they were little or Mm -hmm. something like that. Some have very severe eczema and then some, you know, might have it just during the winter. It's sort of a, you know, a box for anyone and everyone. I have some subscribers where they get it for their whole family. Mm -hmm. And so everyone tries little bits. And so someone likes this moisturizer and someone likes this body wash. And and it's always kind of fun to see that, but they all have different kind of levels of where they're at with their skin. So, yeah, well, I could see a lot of these different products working so well when, as we get into the winter, I live in Ohio, so (laughs) it gets cold and, you know, our skin gets itchy and <laughs> we yep. get frustrated because, you know, we want to make sure that we're using, you know, products that are going to be good for our skin that are going to help moisturize and things like that. And especially, you know, my daughter, she deals with a little bit of eczema as well. So, you know, it's, it's important to get good products and it's actually good for younger kids to get in routine and to know what works well for their skin so that they can kind of start understanding what to do and not be as frustrated. Yeah. I think, especially when you're little, it's so important to find that product that your skin loves because Mm -hmm. then you're going to actually use it. I had a dermatologist who said, you know, she loved the idea because she would give her patients and make them sit there in her office and sample a whole bunch of sunscreens. Cause Mm -hmm. she's, she said, you know, if they don't find a sunscreen that works for them, they're not going to use it. They're Mm -hmm. not going to actually put it on and they need to put it on to protect their skin. Mm -hmm. And the same with moisturizers and body washes and everything is if I found, especially with little kids, if they, the texture is wrong, if the smell Mm -hmm. is, they don't like the smell or it's too greasy or whatever, they're not going to use it. And they need that moisturizer to protect the skin barrier. And if they don't find one that, that really agrees with them, they're not going to put it on every time they need to. So that's, that's really important, but it's also the idea of, you know, a lot of what goes into the box came from the differences between me and my brother. So it's funny. So I'll send him some products and I'll try one and think, nope, no way. I'm not going to ever use this again because it stung my skin or something and Mm -hmm. he'll use it and he'll love it. And that's a big thing. What I've learned from him and from myself in our very different choices and how we approached our eczema care is mm-hmm. it's so personal and it, you know, what your best friend uses, what your dermatologist uses or what an, an influencer uses, mm-hmm. isn't going to always work for your skin right. and isn't going to be what you choose. Cause so much goes into your decision of what you want to use on your skin whether it's your ingredient allergens, the type, the texture you like, the type of brand you like, you know, whether you want organic or whether you want traditional or even your budget goes into it or where you want to purchase these products, you know, whether you want to get them in Target or whether you want to get them on Amazon. So there's so much that has to go into your actual skincare 
purchase when you dig down into it. And so giving you the option to try a whole bunch of different things to really figure out what your skin loves is, is the important part. So I think, mm-hmm. yes, there are about 10 to 15 different items in each box, but I, I don't expect everyone to love everything. That's mm-hmm. not the goal. The goal is to help you find a couple that are, that are your hero products. Right. Yeah. But I love that there's such a variety too, especially, you know, shampoo and conditioner. And I think one of the other ones you said, like a body serum or something like that, but even body wash and, you know, those serums, I think that's really good too, too, because you don't get all those samples in in a dermatologist's office. No, laundry detergent. So, Mm -hmm. um, what some of my biggest layers have come from laundry detergent. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is one that I'm constantly saying, you gotta have, you gotta check your laundry detergent. That's huge. That's not something you always get samples of at the derm. No, I think, I think one time I had, cause I, you know, worked in derm offices and there was one, I think there was one brand that I think it was maybe all clear or mm-hmm. something like that. And that was the only one that I've ever seen, you know, in the office. And we got like a huge box of them, but it wasn't like, you know, we are like, oh yeah, here, try this. I mean, I feel like there's always those recommendations, but there's not really much where you can just go and just get some samples and, and try different things out. Yeah. So um, speaking about the dermatologist, mm-hmm. did you, what is your experience there? Do you feel like, did you ever try other prescription therapies or like biologics? You know, I work with a lot of biologics and, you know, we go through that whole process and getting patients started on, on those types of therapies and what is your experience with that? It's been an interesting journey over the last couple years. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, I'd been pretty much on steroids most of my life mm-hmm. until actually I started the eczema element and I started hearing stories of this steroid with topical steroid withdrawal. Mm-hmm. And I never knew of a life without steroids and that that was a thing and the kind of what happens when you try to get off of them. And I've had dermatologists really, you know, over the last couple of years promote Dupixent and, and various things. But it, for me, the journey right now is really trying to, I did slowly withdraw steroids about two years ago. And mm-hmm. right now it's kind of, trying to learn to trust my body again and to see what it's like without that medication and Mm -hmm. really digging down into my triggers and things like that. For me, I have to, and I know and understand some people like steroids will be what you need and, you know, biologics, like I'm not one to promote one thing over the other. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a personal thing and figuring out what your priorities are for your immediate skincare. I know if I had a little one who was crying through the night and bleeding and just so uncomfortable, my skin, the decisions would be very different. I can Mm -hmm. handle a lot more now, but I think for me, I'm just trying to get to know my skin more, but also figure out what my long-term is. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I haven't really heard a lot of, and I'm kind of curious about your perspective is if I get on another prescription, mm-hmm. I want an off ramp. I want to know what if I don't want to be on a, the same prescription for 30, over 30 years. Mm-hmm. I want to know, you know, where my skin's going to be at in five years, in 10 years and things like that, just because of what I've been through and the fact that 
you know, I don't want to be stuck on the same thing year after right. year after year with no progress, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand that. I mean, you know, there's like, there's so many different topicals and biologics and things out there and everybody's different. And you, like you said before, you know, different medications work differently for people. So it's important for people to know, you know, to understand that and know that there are options. And I think that's, you know, one thing that is good is to know that there's something else. You don't have to get frustrated if one thing doesn't work because, you know, there's potential for there to be multiple other options for you. So I think just knowing that number one, you can, you know, find resources, find people like yourself, you know, that are advocates and, you know, find a good dermatologist that can help you navigate that. But I think that's the biggest thing is, is taking the time to understand your body, understand your skin and how that works and what works best for you. And, you know, you've got to think about the environmental effect and, you know, even your, your mental health. I think that's so important. You know, we're, we live in a world where we're just go, go, go and so busy. And we don't take the time to stop and think, you know, oh, I need to make sure I'm putting my moisturizer on or I'm putting my sunscreen. I mean, I, you know, we do that all the time. I, I'm, I know there's days where I completely forget. And we had a podcast episode where it was with Brooke Hazy and she was talking about how she does not walk out of the house without putting her sunscreen on. She won't even walk to the mailbox without putting her sunscreen on. You know, it's just forming those good habits and knowing what works best for your skin. So, you know, I really love the the idea of having, you know, this box, the sample box where you can try different things and you can see what does work well, but it really does go to understanding your skin and, and taking the time to learn about that and doing some of that research and, you know, it may take a little bit of time, you know, it's, it's a journey. It's not going to be one shoe fits all. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a learning curve. And, you know, even with my years of being in dermatology, there's everybody's different. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really interesting to see that. But I think the, the key thing is creating that education, bringing that awareness and allowing people to, to really understand what exactly eczema is how to really help understand those triggers too, you know? Yes. Yeah. I think for me, the last couple of years, that's been my focus is what is actually the root cause of Mm -hmm. so many of my flares and trying to really dig into that. That has kind of helped me because I haven't, I think previously I just sort of, oh, I'd flare and then you kind of put a cream on it and, oh, it'll just go away at some point, just kind of taking Mm -hmm. the easy way out. And Mm -hmm. now it's no, let me like, why, why is it Mm -hmm. doing this? Is it, and actually, you know, I've got my hands have never been clear because I figured out after a year, I don't know why it took me this long, but that it was my hand. soap that was triggering this, Mm -hmm. this one soap that said it was fragrance free that said it was, you know, good for sensitive skin. Mm -hmm. And it was triggering some pretty nasty stuff on my, or pretty bad flares on my hands. So and I was using it for years. It took me that long, wow. but yeah. So it's all about like figuring out what's causing it. I think mental health is such a huge thing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, cause stress can, yeah, just, but I think also, I don't know if you can speak to this at all, but I was talking to someone else recently about the fact that at least in America, 
I have never had a dermatologist ask me about my mental health Mm -hmm. and to connect it. And it wasn't until I was actually at a dermatologist in Australia where she helped me connect my anxiety to my eczema. And, and so that's something that I really wish Mm -hmm. was included when Mm -hmm. you, you went to a a derm visit because it is so connected. Yeah. You know, and and that is true. We, we talk about that all the time and I feel like mental health, it has an effect on, on your day-to-day, you know, we talk about quality of life and that's something that, you know, anytime we talk to offices or do any education and training, you know, that's one of the things that I really try to emphasize that is just as important as getting your history of, you know, what topicals you've tried and failed. Mm -hmm. The, the questions that insurance always wants to ask before they will approve a medication, right? When when we're doing those prior authorizations, they're asking these, these questions, but they don't ask, how does it affect their quality of life? How does it affect their, you know, mental health? Those are questions that really aren't asked by insurance. So I think a lot of times, you know, it's one of those things where they try to ask, what do I need to get so that I can get this approval? But it's more than that. You know, we want to go above and beyond. We want to make sure that we're able to get, you know, these medications, but not only that, we also need to talk about the mental health and make sure that we're able to understand what is causing that anxiety. How, how can we help fix that? You know, and that's, that's the goal, but, you know, definitely talking about the mental health side is huge, you know, just making sure that, that patients understand that that could be, that's a reason why you're stressed and anxious, you know, your, your skin has an effect. I mean, those, these are things that we see, right. These are, you know, when we think about, you know, going out in public and, you know, that's the first thing people are looking at is, is us, your skin, our face, or, you know, when we're talking, when we're using our hands or, you know, different things like that. So when we are self-conscious about certain things, we tend to hide and we tend to kind of retreat. And then that does, it plays a huge mental, it has a huge mental effect on us. So what are some things that you do to help for your mental health? Yeah, I think, as I mentioned, you know, part of me launching the eczema element was that in a way of sharing my story. And, and so if you're not interested in, in, uh, doing it publicly, I think journaling is, is a great thing to start with. It's something that I try to do as much as I can, but yeah, just being able to write it down kind of, I think it's the idea of shining the light on the darkness Mm -hmm. and it's, it's such an amazing and uplifting thing in a way. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it can be, but it it's, it is, it just is. And it works. I try to do Pilates a couple of times a week for me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an outlet. Um, I know, I, you know, it's hard because when you have eczema, especially for me, sweat is a big trigger and mm-hmm. yet exercise is supposed to be great for, you know, anxiety and getting out mm-hmm. and, um, getting your body moving and things like that. But then when you sweat and you itch, it, it's hard. So mm-hmm. I find um, Pilates or yoga can be a good, a good thing to do. Yeah. And then just making sure I'm connected with friends and family. And, and I think leaning on them for support when I was younger, I didn't really share, like I said, share my story, even with my friends and family, I didn't really talk about my eczema at all and what mm-hmm. I was going through. And I think now 
and realizing just how supportive they are and how that they want to be there for me in my struggles. And then that's, it's okay to be vulnerable with them about it and that they're so on board with helping me and being there for me. So I think making sure you have that good crew around you, but also making sure that you are open with them about your struggles. And like, you know, some days you need to show up in sweats because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're flaring and you need to moisturize your legs or something like that. Uh, Yeah. And they're cool with that. I think, I think same with if you're a caretaker is making sure that you have that community around you to love and to support you is, is really important. Yeah, absolutely. So last question that I've got for you, what do you wish people knew about treating their eczema? Uh, okay. Um, I think kind of what we've been chatting about is mm-hmm. mental health and mm-hmm. gosh, I wish there was some awareness about it when I was little. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what age you should, if you have a child with severe eczema, you know, get, I don't know if like at what age you should get them into therapy, but making sure that they're being open with their struggles mentally and physically, because mm-hmm. it is impacting them mentally too. And triggers, like I said, I don't think I took that as seriously until the last couple of years and really dug deep into it. I didn't really have a lot of dermatologists encouraging it either of like, Oh, you know, is that caused by your body wash? You know, your one thing I learned after a patch test was actually my shampoo was causing some pretty severe Mm -hmm. flares on the back of my neck. And that was actually, you know, not something I would have thought of before was, Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, as shampoo can trigger stuff on your back and your neck and all these other places. So I think, yeah, definitely figuring out what your triggers are is so Mm -hmm. important because something is triggering your flares, whether it is stress or whether it is an allergen, whether it's dust or, or whatever. So, Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Yeah, definitely. Um, so where, what is the website? Yeah, it's um, eczemasamplestore.com okay. and any of your followers can get, or listeners can get $10 off if they use the code that's derm good without the okay. apostrophe. Yeah. Awesome. So if they want to yes. try it out and do that. Okay, perfect. Yes. Go to the website, get your sample box. Um, I'm excited. I think I'm going to have to do this and I'm going to tell my sister-in-law too. <laughs> yeah. It's lots of fun. Great Christmas gift too. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. so much, Stephanie. It was Thanks, so Sean. inspiring to talk to you. I'm just really excited for what you're doing and for your journey. And I just really want you to stay encouraged and continue to keep encouraging others um, because it really, it means so much. And um, it's just really exciting to see your passion for this and your passion to help others. And, you know, I feel like that's one of the things that drew me into healthcare was just being able to help others. But, you know, in this is such an, a unique and really exciting way to, to be able to create that awareness for eczema and for, for anybody all over the world. I mean, that's just yeah. that's absolutely amazing. You're making such a huge impact and I'm so, I'm so proud of you, <laughs> but I'm so excited for you. And I'm so glad to get to meet you and, you know, hopefully we'll get to connect again soon. Definitely. Thanks so much for having me, Jill. I really appreciate yes. it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me and listening to That's Derm Good. You can expect new episodes of That's Derm Good every other week. 
The podcast is available on your favorite app, including where you're listening right now. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. Bye. Thank you.